get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. The era of Tears of the Kingdom begins. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. How are we doing, Al? It feels so good to be a Zelda fan this weekend. So oh. good. I mean, it felt good on all the, like, the releases of the trailers those weeks. It was all fine and dandy, but this is like, I can't believe we're finally here. I, I can't know. believe it. It feels extra good because, I mean... Listen, we talked for years, years, how what years. A frustrating buildup and, and marketing campaign this game had. And it did. It had a frustrating buildup. Yeah. Um, so to to get the game and to see it kind of be uh, everything that we hoped that it would be so far uh, is, is very, very rewarding um, and, and, and awesome. So, yeah, it's a it's a fun time. It's a fun it's a fun era the new era for the show and uh, we're gonna be talking obviously lots of tears of the kingdom over the next coming weeks and months and everything like that and uh yeah i'm, I'm excited to just kind of get going here it feels like there's like a thousand different things we could talk about and start off with but what we're going to do this week is uh we're going to talk about our initial impressions and we're basically going to be strictly talking about the opening prologue of the game so the great sky islands so the basically the tears of the kingdom equivalent to the great plateau so we're going to be talking through our experiences playing that today and uh what our takeaways are what our thoughts and then of course next week we're going to talk a little bit about uh the world at large and then following that maybe we'll see we'll see where we go maybe we'll do the story Maybe we'll do the side quest. Maybe we'll... Whatever. Well, there's so many different avenues, and we're going to hit all of them. But uh, it's going to be a, a very exciting time. If this is your first time listening to the Zelda cast, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening, and make sure that you subscribe. We're doing it every week. We're here every week talking about Zelda, and we've got uh, hundreds, hundreds of hours of episodes in the bank that you can uh, catch up on as well. So very exciting time, and uh, feels feels nice that we're finally here. You know, right before I, the right before yeah. the show, Al, my dad called me and he's like, oh, "I just saw a commercial for a new Zelda game. Are you like thinking of getting that?" <laughs> yeah, I know. Like my my uh, family does that too, where they'll send me a trailer like a couple weeks after the fact. I'm like, "Yes, I was helping report that, but thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I would be excited about that." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what a... I actually... Before we get going on the game itself, I want to go just a little bit further back and I want to talk about the experience of, of getting the game because both you and I went to the midnight release of a game yes. and, and Allison, I have a question for you. Yeah. What was the last midnight release that you went to? I don't think I've ever went to a midnight release actually. I've gone to movie midnight releases. Um, the last thing that I've waited in line for was I went to try there was going to be a limited supply in store of the majors mass special like collector's edition 3ds new 3ds right, right that was 2015 i didn't get one fyi but that was the last time i like waited in line for something video game related um so i so i i did wait last year for for metroid dread i i guess okay. that was 2021 but that's uh, fair enough yeah. but but that day there was metroid dread releasing the switch oled and uh, a new set of, like, Pokemon cards or something like that. So, like, mm -hmm. it was kind of an eclectic cast. Like, everyone was there for different things. There was only, like, 20 people or so. I think the last video game release, Midnight release that I went to, was 2014 for Smash Bros. Wii U. Oh, like, wow. Back in the day. Back in the day, um, yeah. So, yeah, so it, it was uh, it was awesome. We uh, I, I called my local game spot. I was like, is, are, like, Midnight releases even a thing anymore? Is that is that something that we do? And he's like, yeah, 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 come on in. We're going to be... You know, we're going to be releasing the game at uh, 10 o'clock my time because 10 o'clock my time is 12 Eastern. Um, right. So I'm assuming it was 9 o'clock your time. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, uh, he's like, you should probably be here early. And I was like, how early? And he's like, if you better be here two hours early, buddy. And I was like, okay. So I showed up at eight. There was probably about 50 people ahead of me. By, uh, by 10 o'clock, this sucker was hundreds of people long. Hundreds. Nice. Okay. Hundreds. Mine was, I feel like mine was like a humble affair in, in comparison. I, one, so first of all, I didn't plan on going to a midnight release. Um, I was gonna, our, our plan was to run over to the store that I live next door to and grab it. But then my brother Andy, he messaged me and he's like, if there was a midnight release, where would they do it? So we called GameStop, we put in our pre-orders and we ran over there. We also got there at eight. And, um, there was probably about... I'd say 50 people in the store too they got us lined up and but that there wasn't a huge line like after us so it was it was pretty small and quiet which i appreciate so i didn't get the overall like grandiose release yeah. but it was still kind of like quaint and nice and like hype like everybody was so hyped oh yeah totally it was you know, it, it was just like a, a fun experience. A, a friend of mine who was buying the game, she met Sam and I. Sam was gracious enough to hang out with me so I didn't have to wait alone. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was it was fun. And those GameStop employees, man, I so I didn't, I, I didn't actually leave GameStop until almost 11. Like, it took them about an hour to ring in yeah. 30 people. I was ticket 28. So yeah. these guys, and there was like hundreds of people now usually it was like two or three to a group so like not mm -hmm. everyone was buying it but like they were i bet you they were there to like two three in the morning at least so shout out to those guys doing yeah doing crazy did, did they do anything kind of special like any giveaways or anything yeah they did actually so they came out and they were asking uh legend of zelda trivia and if you got nice. it right you got a little poster and a postcard and i got both so nice uh, yeah it was what were your uh, questions um so my question was, uh, was when did they announce, what year did they announce Tears of the Kingdom in? Yeah. And I was like, come on, give me something better. So obviously I nailed <laughs> that. My, my friend got asked, which Zelda game does not have Zelda in it? 
And uh, the answer was Link's Awakening. She had no idea. Sam got Uh asked how many dungeons are in the first Legend of Zelda game. And I got the answer wrong, actually. I said, what would your answer be? Eight? That's what I said. It's nine. It's nine. Apparently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't fact check that though, so I I don't know. But uh, yeah, so so we got our little giveaways, we got our pins. I bought the amiibo. I went home and I played until probably about two thirty in the morning. What about you? Yeah, same. I did the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, our our GameStop didn't really do uh like a giveaway or anything, but they had like five uh collectors editions and two of the pro controllers so they did like right. a ticket to be able to purchase it so that nobody was fighting over it right so i of course i will i wanted i want the pro controller so i'll just wait for that to come back in the sock but i got the game i got the little wooden plaque which is okay mm-hmm. and uh and i got the amiibo coming in the mail so yeah yeah i've got the uh i i got like a set of two pins and one of them's broken already like link oh. link fell off his little pin holder <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, I'm never, I'm never going to use them, so like, I don't care. But uh, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I guess uh, let's let's ramp it up and let's talk. Let's talk about this game. Mm, that yes. feels good to say after all this yeah. time. Okay, <laughs> we finally know what's going on. So this this is the deal. Okay, this is the deal, everybody. I cannot imagine that there is a single soul that's listening to this that has not probably beaten the opening prologue in the great sky island if you have not beat the great sky island come back listen to this show after you're done because we are we are i mean we are going to be talking spoilers about what happens there again it's the first four hours of the game so we're not spoiling anything like far off so we're it's just the prologue okay so this is your chance this is your warning if you if you're still here that's awesome let's proceed and let's talk about the the opening to this game um, because I, I think that what we can what we can gather from the opening, even that like small little section, which actually isn't so small, because I heard a lot of people say that it took them like a long time to get yeah, off. Yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. Which like four hours, like I, I think I was about four hours to get off too. Like that's that's a pretty hefty prologue, to be fair. Yeah, I I would say it took me about maybe four or five hours as yeah. well. I agree. It took me definitely a bit longer than the plateau. Yes, 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 yes. Much longer than the plateau. And I think uh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead just a little bit here, but I, I think the shrines were a lot harder than the plateau, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, well, let's start right at the beginning. So you fire up the game. One of the things that I loved right away was that it just like immediately starts like it, it the cutscene yep. just starts like it wasn't like press start. It wasn't anything like that. It was like you fire it up. Let's go. So uh, I, I, I'm the first one to hand out L's to myself when I have L's, but I'm going to hand out a few W's here at the beginning because, uh, like I said, I, I do believe that I had said that I think that what we saw in the initial 2019 trailer where Link and Zelda were descending down and they find Ganon corpse, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the opening of the game, and that is exactly what it was. Although, the cutscene wasn't exactly one for one. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, yes, um, there's a lot of stuff missing that yeah. was, it looked like they were traversing more in the trailer, and I don't know if that's still coming, if we're gonna see that later in the game or Maybe. something, but, like, it literally is, is pretty quick from where you start to where you get to the point that you get to the corpse. Yeah, and, and from what I kind of gathered in the trailer, it looked like you were descending a lot more, where where this yeah. one was uh, was more of, like, a straight path. But, I mean, that being said, like, I thought that the opening prologue was, like, super, super cool. Like, just a mm-hmm. very kind of cool vibe. It was cool having Zelda there. And um, 
I, and one thing that stuck out to me too, and uh, that I actually wrote this down, too good to be true, but I was like, wow, we have full hearts, we have full stamina. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yep, I I did see that too and noted the same thing. Yeah. Um. Also, like. I want to hop back on what you said about it. The game just starts. I don't think I've seen the title screen yet. I don't think I've gone back to the title screen, so I don't know what it looks like. But also, when the game starts, it starts with that heartbeat with the yes. title. Yes, Which is, like, so ominous and cool. I was, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm effing ready for this now. I actually, I want to, I was going to mention it later, but let's just mention it now. I thought that the music for this opening section yes. was incredible. Like, it was so, like, creepy and good. It yeah. really set you up. The, um... I always I always call that part of like the trailer theme like the breakdown where it starts to go like do 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 like yeah. uh, that that ending yeah. part you know mm-hmm. I I think that that theme sounds like so creepy and disturbing and like mm-hmm. you you've heard kind of slight variations of it throughout the game and and yes. specifically when you see uh, Ganondorf later in the game um, you you can kind of hear that but like in this in this opening cutscene where they it was like the the heartbeat and the pounding and the breakdown of the but like the slow breakdown of the music it worked mm-hmm. so well and it set like such a cool uh, just like a, a cool stage for you to go on and um you know one thing that that surprised me what well, maybe not surprised but i uh i guess it's worth mentioning is like they they went like full 100 percent into the zonai story like immediately yeah like, immediately. immediately i was just like oh okay oh we're we're here so yeah. It to me again. This is kind of something that I I don't feel like I've gotten there in the game yet. But to me, it kind of felt like Zelda was already like Zelda and and the like the research people, Pira involved included, were already kind of looking into the Zonai yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think they were. Well, I, they they are for sure because you meet some characters. Well, they are. Yeah, yeah, now they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so I was just talking about handing out some W's. Uh, I'll hand myself out an L too because I I was pretty skeptical for a long time, but like. Is the Zonai going to be, like, yeah. a major part of this game? Like, I, you know, is it? Maybe, maybe so, maybe not. But, uh, you know what, props to, and I don't say this very often, but, I mean, props to all the Zelda theorists that kind of pegged this Zonai thing, like, years ago. Like, it ended up being 100% what this game is about and uh, a very big portion of the game. So, and, and clearly, like like I said, Tears of the Kingdom immediately, like, sets up the Zonai as, like, the set piece of this game. Yes, in, yeah. In much the same way that the Sheikah were in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. It's like it's it's interesting too because they're not what I expected them to be. My picture of them from the the descriptions in Breath of the Wild were like more of a like a savage kind of like mm. barbarian like people yeah. that use magic, but like they feel very civilized. And I I don't know if it's just because in Breath of the Wild they didn't know what they were doing with the Zonai yet, and then they had an idea for the Zonai and they evolved it. But just from the descriptions. That, in Breath of the Wild, I just didn't see them like that. But I, I like this. I think it's cool and interesting. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think that it's probably one of those things where, like, I would be shocked if they, when they put the Zonai into Breath of the Wild, that they had these grand plans for, you know, them right. to be what they ended up being in Tears of the Kingdom. Especially because, like, the game the game basically tells you, like, so the Zonai descended from the heavens. They're, like, these godlike creatures. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong... I was I was writing down. It was also like one in the morning, but like yeah. So Hylians were essentially created from Zonai, like mating with with humans. Do I have that right? Did I get that I, right? I kind of feel that way, and I, I think we'll have to like wait to really theorize that until we get to the, our our story episode. Yeah, 
But yeah, they kind of feels that way because they're definitely different creatures, different beings, you mm-hmm. know. But the Hylians had to come from somewhere. Yeah, so uh, the Zonai, very very important, very important guys in this uh, story to be. And another very important guy in this story to be is the Demon King. And I I love, I love that he's just like the Demon King. And and eventually the game does call him Ganondorf and stuff like that. But I I don't know, to me it was like, it's so like ominous almost that like this, this, figure only known as the demon king this this guy that was so incredibly powerful and so uh malicious and so evil just known as the demon king and um again the the game basically picks up exactly where the the trailer led us uh led us to in 2019 although mm-hmm. there again some key differences um with this yeah, and as far with the Demon King, I agree. That's cool. And it takes me back to when Rome was explaining about the Calamity. He does say the Demon King, you know, used to be a person that they fought, they warred with, but his, his descent into Malice is what created the Calamity. Mm. And, but he didn't call him Ganondorf in that, in that cutscene. He called him the Demon King. So, yeah, yeah it's a cool title. I like it. Yeah, so, um, so I had a, a takeaway here, and they're explaining... Like all everything about the imprisoning war and everything. like it feels mm-hmm. like just very very cool like very like historic almost and like it it's you at least for me I was I could immediately tell like okay this is gonna be like a a, a cooler kind of a story I think and yeah and the, like bringing up the imprisoning war like they took something that they've yeah. talked about in a past Zelda game and they were like this isn't really explored let's use it and I love it yeah it, it was. It's very cool, and and we're not we're not talking story beyond the Great Sky that, Islands, but yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So so I I did notice a couple different things though that uh, that take place in this um, uh, in this what actually happens versus the trailer in that um, it's very apparent it, at least it was to me in the game that like the hand is not part of Ganondorf. Where like the first time I saw that trailer, I thought that it was, and like it the. There's like the the green swirly energy which was coming up, which kind of seemed ominous the first time we saw it. Didn't doesn't really come up the same way in the actual gameplay. I, I don't know if you noticed that as well, Al. Um, I mean, from what I what I remember back in the day, 2019, seeing that I did. I did think that hand was separate and I wondered if it was good or evil. Like right. it was sealing Ganon, so we thought it was good, but I kind of wondered like is it going to be friend or foe? Yeah. So when we came up to it again, my surprise what came from how quickly it fell away from the corpse. Like I, I was going to say, like that that's the only critique I have of this opening was that it, the Ganondorf corpse comes to life like very quickly. Like very yes. and not even a critique necessarily, but it's just like I thought that it's maybe sudden. they it's would, abrupt. Yeah, it's abrupt. Yeah. I, I thought maybe like Zelda or Link would accidentally move or touch something and then that would trigger Ganon or like the seal coming out or whatever but they, they just like kind of show up and Ganondorf's just like ha ha time to, <laughs> I time wonder, to wake up I kind of wonder if it was Zelda's presence that Maybe. made like just alone her presence alone because we learn more about her and her power later but like her presence alone that like triggered that event right but you're right it is kind of abrupt where I was like oh oh this is happening right now you know right versus kind of exploring the area a little bit um, so another thing that we got going on in this tunnel, there is uh, malice everywhere, or is it gloom? Is it malice or uh, is it gloom? It's gloom. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Here's to another six years of what the heck is gloom? 
Okay. <laughs> Gloom juice. So my interpretation of the difference is malice hurts you, but gloom literally saps the energy and strength out of you, which it does to poor Link and his 20 hearts. You know? Yeah, that that was a sick scene. And any Metroid fan that's ever uh, played a Metroid game, you know this scene where Samus loses all of her powers at the beginning of the game. That's, it, the same <laughs> thing happens to Link, by God, here. Yep. And it's like, I, w- I was wondering up until the game was released how they were going to do that. And it makes it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, it's, a little, it's a little annoying, but, <laughs> but in a way that I, it's like video games and it makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of that, like, uh, I'm thinking of that meme where, like, the guys are getting hanged and he's like, your first time? Uh, <laughs> play, play a Metroid game and just, you'll, you know, all your powers are always gone uh, constantly. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the Master Sword gets uh gets corrupted and corroded and uh and nattered and uh is again the scene where zelda falls that we've kind of been harping on uh, a few different times happens right at the beginning of the game and um maybe we could talk about maybe we could talk about uh the the other zelda's journey another day but uh i think we'll both take a few w's for that one as well because it it does happen at the beginning of the game does happen in the same scene as the as the intro trailer and the other W is the, our theory that we've bandied about. You know what? I would say that my theory is closer, so therefore you owe me Culver's. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? You're you're sitting <laughs> here. You're- Explain yourself. You're, you've been sitting here telling me that Zelda's gonna die this whole okay. time. So when we when we both were saying like our theory of what's gonna happen in that scene, you thought the Link was gonna catch her, but he was gonna be injured, so she took care of him. And like, and then went on his her journey. I said that she was gonna fall and either die or whatever. But Link was gonna get caught by the green hand. I don't know about that. I I said that. I don't know about caught by the green hand part. I said that. Somebody can go listen to the episode. Andy owes me Culver's. I don't know about that. I I I'm I could call it a wash. I'll call it a wash. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't know. For once, I, I feel like I finally won a bet against Andy. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. You know, I had a thought, actually. So first of all, my thought when the arm started talking, I was like, this is awesome. And then I was like, this guy kind of sounds like Keanu Reeves a little bit. He's got that same kind of like, hey, whoa. Huh. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it was, but it, it just like, it charmed me hearing that arm. And it was it was also like kind of charming um having like a companion again at like the the intro of the game and i know that you kind of like had the the king or the old man i guess rather in uh, breath of the wild but i don't know there was almost something different because it was like a part of you or something it, it, it was like almost nostalgic in, in a way that i can't explain um yeah so like he talks to you i that's funny that you interpret it as the arm i was just interpreting it as a voice in link's head um like because w- 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 I don't. This is. I mean, we're already in a spoiler episode. But you come to learn that the arm that grabbed Link and then healed him is Raru's arm. Oh, let's talk about that, man. That yeah. was so awesome. So, so first of all, Ganondorf actually says uh, right away, like um, Zelda and Link. Raru told me about you, and you're just like, what? Who? What? Huh? <laughs> Excuse me, <Yeah>. Raru. <laughs> And, uh, and you kind of, you learn while you're on the, while you're on the Great Sky Islands, I believe, right? So Raru was the first king of Hyrule, like the the very, very first. So you're kind of just like, 
is this, is this, is this. And um, it's, it's very cool. The, Raru looks awesome in this design too. So so Raru, for anyone that hasn't put it together yet, is the, uh, you know, is, is the guy... Uh, is the guy from the trailer that looks right at your soul for like a long time? Like the the goat, the Zonai's kind of look like almost goats in a in a weird way. Maybe yeah, kind of. I I kind of figured they yeah like reptilian maybe dinosaurs kind of. Do you? Um, I, I don't know why. I just I I couldn't get goats out of my head. Like, you're like stuck kinda, on goats, man. You know, the goats give you PTSD. Well, from they, T- they've got Tyler like. Princess. Oh god, I didn't even think of that actually. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Well, they, they've got like the. Uh, like the horns at the top, they've got like the long flowing wool, they've got kind of like the, the ears. underskin, big ears, yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes like sense. Goats. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, now I'll never um, look at them the yeah. same way, thanks for that. He looks, <laughs> he looks awesome, the name drop was like, it really set me off, and so then, good. and then, and then he, he's, it, he's really cool, I love his voice acting, whoever played him, I haven't looked it up yet. He does a fantastic job, but anyways, going back to the original point, he's the he's his arm is Link's arm. So I was wondering, does he just like straight up lop off Link's arm that's been yes. corrupted and give him his own? Yeah, that's what he said. He's that's, like, your, your that's arm a little was dark. <laughs> he's like, buddy, your arm was too messed up. It's beyond saving. And um, <laughs> okay, another W here, Al, for yours truly. Very, very Princess Mononoke esque. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, we were taught my. I was talking about that with my brother while we were playing. It yeah. is very much so. Yeah, so that was that was a very cool scene. So yeah, Link's arm is indeed. They chopped it off, uh, and now he's got Raru's arm on his on his body as well. So uh, very very cool. There is no explanation though for you know we were kind of talking about like Shaggy Link or whatever. Like Link's hair just kind of. I was was saying one day, because I I wound up changing his shirt at another point. Also, let's talk about the tutorial clothes when we get there. But, like, I changed his shirt at a later point with the armor, and his hair stays shaggy. And I'm like, oh, he's just, he's over it. He's like, let the hair be free, you know? There are some armor pieces where, you know, like, the bun for the Shika or, like, the ponytail for the Rito. But... Um, otherwise he doesn't have his little ponytail from, uh, Breath of the Wild. He just lets it be I, free, I, which is, what, I guess that's I, I true. Like, he, he did have the ponytail the entire game in Breath of the Wild, right? So, I mean, he does yeah. have, he is rocking a little bit of shag. Yeah. In, in his dude. So, he just, he was over the rubber band. He's like, I'm over it. <laughs> I don't I got mean, time for that. Yeah, your arm <laughs> gets chopped off, you know, you're just like, YOLO, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna rock this, this tarp on my melon and, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, that, that whole scene kind of, it kind of gets us kicked off and, and gets us going and then the gameplay really kind of starts. So very reminiscent of, of Breath of the Wild. You wake up in, you know, Room of Awakening. Yeah. What can only be described as like the new Shrine of Resurrection. Yes. And you've been there for an undetermined amount of time. Yes. Seems like it's, seems like it's like a decent time, like a decent enough amount of time. I would say it's it's hard it's really hard to grasp time when you're talking yeah. to characters. So even when I'm like, "Oh, it's been a few years." Sometimes I'm like, "Has it?" I don't know. Some characters age faster. Some some races age faster than others too. So that's been confusing. But I well, want to well, say that they've the, been gone. It doesn't tell you how long the game actually starts after Breath of the Wild 2 cuz if it started right. immediately after, it's that's a little what bit I meant. easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then for them being missing, I want to say it's been a few days, if not a few weeks. 
I, yeah, I, I think so. I think it's been okay. like, I was even going to say like a month or so, maybe longer. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think he's been gone for like a year. Cause like, I think that no. would be a bit excessive, but certainly yeah. some, some time has passed and definitely some time in between the events of breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom has passed. Too, right. There are, obviously there are multiple characters that have age and are a little bit older. Pura actually is no longer a baby, which took me by surprise. I don't, I don't know, know why. If, I don't know if it's because of her experimentation, because I don't think she would age that much in, <laughs> I don't know if we're going a little bit beyond where we need to, but like, She's grown up quite a bit, and I think it's because she's been messing with her yeah, maybe. own age. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the game starts. You are in uh, the Great Sky Islands, and you've woken up in the, the Room of Awakening, and you are off to the races, and Raru is going to kind of lead you to uh, to the Temple of Time, which is a very cool structure up in the sky, mm-hmm. and of course you cannot get into there yet, so time to start exploring and, and go and do some shrines and get some runes. Uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about that, that, uh, clothing that you wanted to talk about there. So, okay. The, the gladiator sandals, the, yeah. the, the sash with like the one shoulder exposed and like the, like it's, it's, just, it's a pretty iconic look now at this point for, for, our it boys. is. I, I, I love the, um, I love the top, but here's what I want to talk about. Why the heck I, I was stressing out that, they put the bottoms and the tops so far away from each other. Because yeah. in the in the Breath of the Wild, they were right next to each other. I thought I missed the top. And I was like, no, I really want it. It looks so cool in the trailers. And thankfully, you find it a little bit later. But I was just, like, stressed out because why would they do that? That, that stressed me out. I thought I missed it. It's, like, significantly later, I think. Yeah. I, I will say, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead, and we're going to talk about this more. But I will say... I feel like I found like almost no clothes in this game, like very yes, little. Yes, yes, same here, same here. Uh, um, and it's also more expensive, I will say, than Breath of the Wild. This inflation, I tell you, my God. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I, I was the same way. I was like, oh my God, did I miss the shirt? Like, do I have to go back, really? Um, and, and this area, the Sky Islands are huge. They're way yes. bigger than the Great Plateau. Like, way bigger. Yes. They, um, like, wow. I love that the setup is like generally the same we're gonna talk about this uh in the coming weeks but it's so weird and i don't know if like nintendo is getting away with a scam but it's so weird how they're able to give us so much of the same but somehow still make it different yeah i agree and it this is like a common theme not just with this plateau sky islands yeah uh it's it's just so weird and i don't know how i feel about it but at the same time i love it so yeah it's very much structured um as a tutorial for everything, just yeah. literally everything. Um, yeah, I could agree more. Actually, there's like multiple areas, like different areas of this game that are structured exactly the same as Breath of the Wild, but just slightly different enough. But but so, I mean, somehow like it does, it still works. And like I do think a lot of that comes down to um, the gameplay. I, like the world, the world is different, and we'll talk about the world more next week. But um, it's different enough where it can. It can get by doing this. I don't know if they could do yeah. it a third time, but you know, no, it, I. It's weird that I'm like, I know they're getting away with yeah. doing. I know they're getting away with it, but do I care that much? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, listen, like more breath. We, we can have this discussion, and we're going to have this discussion in the weeks to come. Like, you know, is Tears of the Kingdom just more Breath of the Wild? And I, I think that the answer is yes, like it is. But uh, yeah, it's like is Breath that of the, the Wild worst thing ever times no. ten. Yeah, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get it. We're getting ahead we'll of ourselves. We're so excited to talk about. It. Like we, it's, I know it's there's hard. like so much I want to talk about. It's but let's hard get to back limit. To the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's get back to the Great Sky Island. <laughs> Great Sky Islands. So so first of all, I think like uh, as as we've kind of seen in the in the gameplay demonstrations from uh, EGA Numa, very kind of cool aesthetic, very like autumn, very fall, kind of lots of yellow colors, trees, stuff like that. I I really loved it, and I was quite charmed by the constructs, not like the enemy constructs that you fight, but like the the constructs that you like interact with like the Stuart constructs and like the other all those different kinds another W I'm gonna take Al and I I think you could take this one too because I remember you saying it as well but I remember when I saw those little frog dudes in the trailer I was like I think those are good guys I think those are our friends no I said they were bad I said they looked like Igors so because in the trailer it had an it didn't look I, I, I saw the part where, where we got from the trailer, but to me, I interpreted it as, like, an Igor enemy. Um, so you can take the win on that, because I thought it was going to be an enemy. I'm going to be honest with you. I do remember you saying that, but I was trying to, you know, just get, uh, give you a little something. Hey, hey, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong when I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, okay, so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, it, was, it was just, like... Kind of nice just to walk around and, and get re uh, reacclimated. I will say this: you're you're much more knowledgeable about Breath of the Wild than I am. Tell me if for you, like when I started playing, my jump and my dash button felt like they were inverted to me, and and I eventually switched them back so that so that jump was on the bottom, dash was on the top. Was that the default in Breath of the Wild, where dash was on the top, no. jump was on the bottom? No, no. But you, I didn't. I know you can invert them in this game. But I don't I, think I did, you could. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can in Breath of the Wild. X was always jump, B was always dash. That's so weird because I, yeah, I was playing and I was like, ah, this is, like I couldn't wrap my head around it for some reason. Yeah. However, there is a switch of buttons where you're using the new powers, and you, in my brain, having played six years of and like eight hundred hours of Breath of the Wild. The up on the D-pad should be how you choose your powers. It is not. And it, it it's very frustrating. I played 30 hours of this game and I still am not used to it. Me neither. I can't tell you how many times I want to go and select my my like uh, abilities. And I press, mm-hmm. I press um, the up button because I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do up. And then like, I'm like, oh, no, damn it, it's L. And then I press L. And then it's like, oh, but like now I got to go right to get to my because it's a wheel now instead of like the, uh, the yeah. block thing, whatever. So I, right. I'm, I'm struggling with that. And like if I'm switching my weapons, I feel like I'm always pressing the wrong button. And I'm just like, ah, yep. And and it does. And Breath of the Wild also took me a long time to get used to. With the, there's so many controls, yeah. and I did eventually get really proficient in it. So I know I will with Tears of the Kingdom too. But I kind of wish they hadn't have made that change, especially when the the quick. Um, what it does is open a quick menu so you can uh, you fuse your weapons and stuff like that yeah. to your arrows and whatnot, which is super cool. However, I don't know how well Nintendo thought of that because, of course, I naturally went straight to Satori I, I, uh, uh, Mountain to get all my supplies. Of course. And now my, now my quick menu is like a mile long. So I'm like zooming through everything trying to find the item that I want and it's taking forever. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know how well thought out that was. Um, I, I would, I would agree with that where I actually, I have some thoughts about that, but I want to save it till we get to the fuse shrine. Um, okay. which, which by the way, so like you, so you eventually are, are going and Raru tells you like, listen, go and, and collect three shrines and you should be able to get through this door. And I'm just kind of like three, 
seems like one's missing, but okay, whatever. So, uh, so I go and I'm exploring the island and right away, I think, I think we both had, had said this, right? So, but like right away, you could tell that the, the green swirly stuff, that's your new shrine. Um, yeah. and, and shrines are back. So that was yes. a question that I had for a long time. Are shrines coming back? I kind of thought they must be. Cause I, and I think that that format works well for a game like Breath it of the does. Wild. So I, I was fine with that, but like, it's kind of one of those things I just wanted to know. And so indeed the, the green swirly guys are your new shrines. Um, and they can be in the skies. They can be on the ground. I haven't found any in the caves yet, but, uh, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I got to my first shrine, the ultra hand shrine. This took me forever forever and, and it took me forever because i i was really just kind of trying to understand how ultra hand worked and i think that this is the most difficult of all of the new abilities um which is like mm-hmm. of of all in breath of the wild you kind of sort of use most of your abilities like uniformly like everyone is almost as important as the other um in my experience with tears of the kingdom in my 35 hours or so ultra hand is far and away the most important ability Yes, it's definitely the most used, and I would say it's also the one I've struggled with the most, too. Yeah. It, um, it's, uh, it just takes some finesse in getting used to, which is fine. I, I feel like, I feel like after a while you start to really get into the groove of how to create yeah. and where to, where to stick things so you know it's working for you. Yeah. Um, but at first I was like, oh my god, I can't turn this, I can't, wh- oh my god, what is happening? And it was, it was, I will admit, very frustrating to be in this shrine trying to yeah. put together the pieces so that I could get across to the end. But when you figure it out and when you actually create something, I, it's like such a satisfying feeling that I almost didn't care anymore about the frustration. I would agree with that. I um, I think that there is, like, I, I think what my my struggle with Ultra Hand uh, when I, in my first shrine was I was putting stuff together, but the game, maybe it does tell you, but if it did, it told you like very quickly and I, I glanced over it, but like, it doesn't tell you how to detach anything. So like, oh, yes, yeah. I, I was like, I stuck this stupid thing on. How the hell do I get it off? Like, mm-hmm. so I was, I was going and going and going and going and I never figured it out on this first shrine. Actually, I had to look it up oh. after the fact. So I, I kind of finagled like this. I, I can't even remember what you do now, like a bridge or like something. So there's, there's a couple bridges, but also there's like, um, a cart line that you have to put a hook on. Yeah. yeah that was it. Yes. And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get the one, uh, whatever it was off the wall. Cause there was a chain attached to it. And I was like, God, how do I get this off? So <laughs> I, I kind of finagled like some kind of platform or something like that. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, so like I said, like I, I'm assuming they probably tell you that, and I scrolled too fast. But I, I wish that they would have maybe, you know, when it's, like, you, you know, when you get the, like the pop up things like that show you like the buttons on your Joy-Con. Like I think that would have been a good thing to pop up because I, yeah. I can't be the only one that scrolled past that. It I personally I don't remember it being told. It's when you when you have it activated and you have the item in your hand. There's like a little key on the bottom, and it says if you wiggle the right stick oh. it did act or detaches i see so that's that's how i figured it out right um so yeah so i uh i i think that that was was a challenge um and i and i think and that one was was more so my own fault so i was just kind of like oh okay whatever i i do think that with ultra hand though i wish i wish that they would have um allowed you when you're rotating something so you can basically only rotate in increments so where you press it yes. and it'll turn it like 25 degrees or something like that or, or yeah. whatever, like 25%. I don't know what that is in degrees. 
Um, so I wish that they you could have just held it and it slowly spins whatever your turn. Yeah, is. until you were ready for it to. Yeah, because like I've never felt more stupid than like trying to <laughs> to get something to like just just be straight and and go back <laughs> down to the ground and I'm like, why is this diagonal and at like a seventy two and a half degree axis? Like, what's happening? So I will say that I was frustrated with that at first, but I feel like I finally, and this is what I was saying, like, it takes some finesse and getting used to it. I feel like once I started getting used to it, I'm like, okay, I'm in the, I'm in the jam. I'm going to go do, 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 and then it's good, you know? Well, so what really helped me is like, you can press, um, you can press L and that'll just kind of flatten out whatever you have. And then you yes. can, then you can, you have a lot of, uh, an easier time getting it to where you want it to be. I found with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Ultra Hand definitely takes some practice, but I, I think yes. you're right. Like, I think once you kind of like, once you kind of get the hang of it, it it's quite rewarding um, to, to use. Yes. And I will say, if you played a video game like I did right before playing this guess, so I was playing a game just to distract myself to get up to this game. Um, the It's like these controls are even harder because you're so used to playing that other game where the controls are certain things. Yeah. So I was struggling a little bit. I would say more. So if anybody out there is struggling a little bit and you were playing a game before this, that's probably why. Yeah, it was, uh, I felt dumb leaving that shrine. <laughs> you know, we, we like to talk about when, when like we feel smart, when video games make us feel smart, which is a great feeling. I felt dumb leaving this shrine. Let me, let me just say some of these shrines in the overworld have humbled me. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I pride myself on like, on being mostly like pretty pretty rocking with these shrines, there have been two so far that I was just like, I have no idea. I have, I have, to, I have to look this up. I've had two as well. Yeah. yeah. What? Actually, let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah, we'll save uh, it. We'll save it. We'll talk about this off air. I, I wonder <laughs> if we have one of the same ones. Uh, we probably don't actually. What are the chances of that? But anyways, <laughs> so I actually so I went to the fuse shrine next, and that one also humbled me a little bit as well because once he, yet again. I was I was pushing my buttons, pushing my buttons, and I've got my fire fruits or whatever, and I've got my bow, and I can see what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to shoot a fire arrow to melt the uh, the leaves and get the small key. And I was like, "How the hell do I fuse an arrow to uh, mm, yeah to, to an item?" And and I don't did did the game tell you that? Like, did I just scroll past it again? No, but I remembered how uh Sun did it. So I did not because he, so he I showed it in the gameplay. I, I went to the corner where there was a torch, hid behind it, and was like, poo, and, and shot my arrow. And I, I, again, I had to look it up after the fact, because I was like, I, I I feel so dumb. Like, this is probably super easy. Why can I not do this? Yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, it's it's okay. I know now. But in that first <laughs> shrine, I was just like, I was like, what is my malfunction? Why can I not do this? Like, I know what I need to do very clearly. I need to, to get up and, and do this, but... Um, yeah, so I actually I'm a little bit surprised in my in my place so far in this game. I have not found Fuse to be as not useful as I thought that it would be because like it is useful, but it's like it's kind of a you few don't and, use it as much. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. few and far between, especially I, at the beginning when you don't have that many weapons. Yeah, I'm very I'm a very practical player, so I fuse stuff and then I try not to use those fused ones because I want to use them specifically. So like anything that I have attached to a boulder, I want to break rocks with. Anything yeah. I have attached to an axe, I want to break wood with. So I save those and then I use like my other weapons. Yeah. However, it's when you it's when ooh, this might be getting uh too far on. It gets better, I will say. The more you're playing in the overworld and the more enemies you defeat. Let's just say that. Yeah, like like um, 
I think I think it like it works great. Like it's a great ability. I just I, yeah. I kind of I kind of thought that we'd be using it a lot more. And, and at least for me, the way that I've been playing so far, yeah, I haven't really like I I've used it, but it's not like you're constantly using it. Like if I pick up a new weapon, I I'm just like okay, great. Like I I'll use it when I need it, like kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and I felt like Again, I really needed it's, it. It's it's for people who and I I just haven't had this like this like desire to um attach mushrooms to my spear yet but apparently it makes a bouncy weapon which is pretty funny but like it's for it's for it's for fun but i'm super practical with it so i haven't been using it a lot but i do see the benefit in it when you're fighting bigger enemies later um yeah so uh so i got ultra hand and fuse so probably the two most important abilities here and uh, from there, it, it's a little bit of a, of a grind, actually, to get to yes. the third shrine, like, from mm -hmm. the first two. So there's, um, there's like, a, a large portion of the map. Like, once again, the, the Great Sky Island is massive. Huge. Like, it's yeah. huge. Um, it, it feels, like, ginormous. Uh, Does so it, I mean, if you, I wonder if you compare them, this and the plateau, if they would be similar. Just to me, it, like, maybe it made the plateau feel so small. A little bit, yeah. I was kind of thinking that too. I was like, I was like, this probably isn't that much bigger than the plateau. It just maybe feels bigger for some reason, or maybe it is bigger. I don't know, but it like it felt ginormous to me. Um, yeah. So so eventually, I and I was looking for like some some wool clothing to to protect myself from the cold because you've got to kind of climb up a uh, a a little bit of a yeah. snowy part. I uh, didn't find it, but I did get me some spicy peppers. So made myself a nice. little, uh, a there little you go. stew and, and kept my bodice warm. Um, I saw, <laughs> uh, so actually, and by the way, so um, you're you're building like your mine carts and your boats and like we saw this stuff, but uh, like actually doing it and seeing it and like making it move, very, very rewarding. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, I Sorry, I was just looking at the map just to see if they were comparable. I would say the plateau is actually bigger land wise maybe the reason the sky islands feel so big is because it's there's multiple levels to it and it's in the sky i, I yeah maybe that's it because like you can't just like literally run in a path to get to where you yeah. want to go. you have to take the direction because yeah. i was thinking like it just it feels ginormous and i was like it feels this, huge this can't yeah. be that much bigger than the great plateau but but the plateau felt huge when we were playing it six years ago for the first yeah, that's time true. too that is true oh yeah um so so yeah so you're you're doing all the stuff you're building all the stuff it's it's you know you, and now I'm just like, okay, I feel, I'm feeling a little bit smarter. I feel a little bit better here, like uh, <laughs> a little bit. And then my boat, I could not get it to go where I wanted it to go. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you, did you run into the gate? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did too. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm stuck on the gate. And yeah. then I like picked up my fan and put it on the other side of my boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it very much matters where your fan is and you have to have, equilibrium with the yeah. uh, with the weights in the positioning of your fan or else you are going to be doing a whole lot of circles yeah there's there's a lot there well i wouldn't say a lot but there's more times where you need to be on a raft and you can't really control it i just like here's a little tip i just take my fan and move it over and like oh, use it yeah. and use it directionally <laughs> um so so it's a long trek but eventually you get to this cape that you need to to traverse to get to the top where the uh where the last shrine is and i saw something that almost knocked my socks off do you know what it was oh is it the the bubble thing no but that was pretty cool actually okay go tell me like likes oh, yeah! yes why did i forget about 
to like likes. Yeah, when I saw that thing, I was like, oh, oh my god. They're gross. gross. <laughs> These like likes look so awesome. They look awesome and gross and nasty and blah. Oh man, I was just, I was like fist pumping when I saw them. Like just... These, they look like these gross worms. Like, oh, I was, I was just. I was, like, I, was ex- I, I was excited to see like likes back. And I will know I've killed probably like ten of them by now. Almost like, almost like ninety percent of them have dropped shields. I love it. Really? Okay. Except that kind of scares me because it makes me think that they've eaten people in the past. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> they probably, sure they probably have. <laughs> I, I actually think that these like likes are a little bit easier to uh, to combat than than your average like like. Yeah, wait, you haven't been like-like. eaten by one yet. I haven't either. But like those ones, it's like if you get you got to get close enough to hit it, but you can't get it too close, or else you're gonna get globbled up. Where right. these ones, like you can just kind of shoot their eye and then you know do do your mm-hmm. thing and, and defeat them. But I love the design. This design looks so awesome and, and just, oh, <laughs> sticky and, and grody and blah so i yeah. i was less like absolutely going buck wild uh, when i saw i, those I did i can't believe i forgot about that i did have a note like it says like likes in bold <laughs> yeah uh you know it, here here's a note that i wrote down that i forgot to read actually but uh i think that the uh the pure pad doesn't have quite the same ring as the sheikah slate i don't know if you'd agree yeah with that. it's kind of hard to say pure like pure pad yeah. Sheikah Slate. Oh, why Sheikah did they Slate just keep just... it as a Sheikah Slate? Here, mm, there's something we're going to talk about next week, I, and I'll talk to you about it after, the, the where I was just like, this is dumb as heck. But anyways, that's for another episode. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're taking lots of cool pictures of the Zonai uh, murals at the very beginning with your pure yeah. pad, not your Sheikah your Slate. So, yep. uh, although it operates a lot like very a Sheikah Slate. Very much the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so so eventually you make your way up, you make your way up, you you get to the very top, and you find the ascend ability. And you know what? I I need to say something right now, very clearly for everybody to hear. Are you going to take an L on this one? I owe ascend an apology. Yes, I, I owe it yes! an apology because I, I, yes. I mean I mean listen, I'm not going to take an L because I I don't think that it looks as cool as the other abilities. Like <laughs> I I think like when you see it, you're just kind of like, oh huh, okay. Ascend is very cool. It's very it's, fun. There's lots of really cool so shrines useful. with it. Yeah. Yes. Very um, cool ability. Sometimes, like, in the, my early gameplay, I forgot that it existed. And I'm over here, like, looking at something, and I'm, like, looking up at it, and I'm like, okay, how do I solve this? How do I get up there? How do I get up there? And it takes me, like, about five minutes of running around trying to figure And I'm like, I'm such an idiot. I could just go through <laughs> the ceiling. <laughs> I, I've been using it quite a lot, actually. Uh, uh, me too, yeah. My mine is like i forget that fuse exists a lot of times and i pick mm-hmm. up a weapon i'm like great like i've got a 14 weapon woohoo uh forgetting that you can fuse it with like the little zonai horn things or whatever um but yeah i, I think ascend is like super super fun it's uh it, it's kind of cool like seeing like swim up through the rocks and stuff like that like it's uh it's a cool ability i i do i owe it an apology and that shrine yep. was very fun yes that shrine was fun i i agree with that 100 percent it, it took some, it, it was kind of frustrating, and I think they meant, they did that on purpose, on how to get to it was frustrating, but then, once you finally get to it, and you get the ability, they're like, by the way, all that stuff you just did to get here, you yeah. could just, like, you could just zoom through rocks now, so I was like, you guys are kind of jerks. <laughs> I, I thought, so as soon as you finish the shrine, you, you <laughs> go up, and you get, uh, you get a Zonai wing, and you launch yeah. off, this moment was ethereal, it was so incredible like it was just like 
I, I almost can't describe. It was like it was like when you got your swift si- or not your swift sail. I'm sorry, your your sailcloth uh, for the first time in Breath of the Wild. Air glider, jumped, whatever, whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh, <laughs> when you got it for the first time and you jumped and you're and you're soaring. That that feeling to me was almost replicated on this on this Zonai wing. It was so just like you. It was like oh my god, like I'm I'm flying and I was like I'm gonna crash and it was all of a sudden it's like I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm I'm flying. <laughs> Mom, look! Um, like, <laughs> did you attach a fan to yours first, or did you just go no. with just the wing? I went with just the wing, and I agreed that it was like it was like peaceful and it's it was. Like a slow glide, and then you can move and kind of oh. turn it as and direct it as you want. Um, I know that you can attach fans so that it does a little bit more powerful, but like I like without the noise and just the peaceful music. It was, it was nice. It was serene. It was. It was just. Yeah. It was. Uh, that was kind of the moment that sold me because I was still like kind of struggling a little bit with Ultra Hand and like I know that this wasn't like you didn't have to build it or anything like that, but uh, I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is so great. Like this is cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that moment where you're just kind of peacefully, slowly, quietly, stilly flying through the air was was awesome. Um, I will say. I will say though, speaking of the Zonai devices like wings and and all that kind of stuff, there is a uh, a lot of tech stump for like all the different things that you do or that you can do. Because like you you talk to like some of the constructs that are telling you about Zonite, they're telling you about your battery, they're telling you about the dispenser, yeah. they're telling. And I was just like, it was too much for me. And I I'm a simple man, and I was I was just like, I'm still figuring out how to like use Ultra Hand and then rotate my my log of wood here, like. I, I, I can't hear this right now. I'll come back to you. Yeah, I I agree with that. There is a lot of, like, information dumping and text dumping. But in the kind of player I am is, like, I don't want to miss any vital information. Because also characters, like NPCs, if you just talk to a random one, sometimes you're just running by and you're like, I don't need to talk to that guy. But sometimes they give you, like, a cool piece of information mm-hmm. that may not really be helpful for your game but is like cool information for Hyrule in general so like I worry about missing stuff like that so I kind of suffer through the text dumps I I mean I mean yeah like I I took it in and read it but there was a point where I was just like this is too much much. information and I just want to play yeah yeah Yeah. I, I was like whatever this like big uh looks like a candy dispenser like what, I was yeah, like, whatever gumball this, dispenser. Yeah, whatever this thing is, I'm gonna come back to this gumball machine later. Because I, I love that because <laughs> when we saw those in the trailer for the first time, I literally called it a gumball machine. So yeah, it's it's great. There's a lot of like, I mean, to be expected, but there's like just a lot of like charming things about this game. You know yes. what I thought was incredibly charming actually? I don't know if you noticed it, but like now whenever you cook, Link will just kind of hum like some of the ocarina tunes. Yes, he hums I, a bunch of different things. I love it. I, I do too. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's cute. It's very charming, and he he still kind of makes that that face like when he cooks something good. He looks like a kind of a goober. He's like, Ugh. it's uh, <laughs> it's great. I love the noise he makes when he fuses items together. It sounds so happy and like joyous. It's yeah. great. Um. So yeah. So so I got the we got the three abilities. We'll go back yeah. to the Temple of Time, and our boy Raru is there, and he's like, okay, you should be good. You can open the door, and uh, lots of lots of Skyward Sword esque looking mechanisms in there but of course we cannot open the door and we need one last ability so uh off to the last shrine and you go back to the room where you woke up as a matter of fact to yep. uh, to do this maybe that's another reason why the why it felt big too is because you couldn't like instantly teleport until that point until that point yeah, yeah. um 
Yes. Uh, so you you can't you go into the Temple of Time and um, you get the ability to recall, and mm. then you're able to go backwards yeah. through that room to get to the shrine that teaches you how to use recall. Yeah. Uh, no surprise there, but recall is really fun. Recall is fun. Yeah. I I like recall, especially when I make a mistake and yeah, no I made kidding. I've made one huge mistake where it was something I took a lot of time in making one of my my constructs yeah. and I lost it but I was like I was barely able to grab it like the corner of it oh. with recall and I was able to get it back and I was so happy. It's like having the rewind feature in like Dude. I don't know on Metroid uh Super Metroid. Yeah, in like the, the SNES online. Dude, yeah. I, I was doing this one shrine where like you gotta you gotta build a ramp with like uh t- t- wheels to get across some lava. I don't know if you've got that one yet. But uh I, I built something yes, I that, that finally I was like, I think it's gonna work. And so <laughs> I was like I accidentally I activated it, I was like Oh, sh- and I was like, my thing's driving away. It's going. And I was, I was trying to recall it, and I just I missed it first. I was like, ah! And then I I tried to get it again. It was out of reach, and like, and I tried to I actually jumped into the lava to try and reset it to get it back, but it doesn't. So I was like, damn, <laughs> like that yeah. sucks. But yeah, recall is really fun. I love um, you know, I I love all the utility that you can do with it. It's it's kind of cool too because like you can like you can almost like test out like if something's gonna work or not without injuring mm-hmm. yourself so if you if you like build a construct that what you want to get across like a uh let's just say a lava pit or something like that and if it gets across then it's just like okay great recall come back and i hop on you and i get across or uh, if it doesn't then you can just recall it and you know no harm no foul but uh, it's really cool a lot of cool puzzles so far in this shrine uh really fun yes very fun very good time i was it was kind of uh kind of like all encompassing here it was kind of weird to me how they were like okay go do these three shines and then you can come and get into the door and get the do the the task that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. i was like there's only three and then there's a goddess statue in there and the goddess statue when you talk to it doesn't yeah. do anything for you and i was like oh no i still need four where's the fourth shrine on this dang plateau and then you figure out what yeah. what's going on but i thought it was odd that they made you do three first, and then they they were like, "Oh, by the way, here's this other one in the back." Like it, it kind of makes recall look like the the more important like ability, yeah. right? Because like that's the yeah. one that, that Zelda uses uh, a, a yes. lot. Yes. Um, yep. And it's like it's like okay, like this seems like kind of like a, a godly power, if you will. So it's uh it's presented as kind of a big deal, and and obviously it is a big deal as as we'll talk about in just a second here. But so yep. once you once you finally get all four abilities, you're set, your your tutorial is basically done. This actually made me kind of sad, is that, uh, is that Raru, he leaves you. I was yeah, like... Yeah, you know, oh my god, I, you know what I said when he was, like, leaving you? I was like, this is so much sadder than when, like, the old man oh, leaves you. Oh, way sadder, way, not I was close. like, oh no, don't leave me, I, and, like, I don't care about the old man, like, yeah. go away, I, he, he was a mess, but, like... I was like, oh my god, you've been my little, like, you kind of were my guy on this island, and I didn't want him to leave me. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, n- not quite, up. not quite heartbroken, but I was like, I liked having you around, Raru, like, it's, yeah. uh, you know, and especially Raru, I feel like this guy always kind of got the short stick of the sages, like, he was always kind of yeah. the uncool one, so, like, he's finally cool, and, like, he leaves you a little bit, uh, too early, he's and I was like. He's such a kind gentle being and i was just like i and when you when you talk to him uh, across the island he's telling you about the constructs and uh and hyrule and like 
how he built these these robotic beings to help them and that he's heartbroken that they're still working even though there's no one there to work for and i was like oh my god my heart this guy like really cares about stuff yeah so uh so the note that i wrote down as he left so i didn't know anything at the time is uh i'm i'm Sad, and I was hoping that Roru would stick around. Maybe he'll be back, because he seems like he is a hero of some sorts of a forgotten age. So, uh, mm-hmm. there we there, go. Okay, yeah. Um, and we can all, I mean, we can also talk about Zelda. So, Zelda is not dead. She Zelda's not dead. She is somewhere, and she, in fact, is able to use Recall somehow to get the broken Master Sword back to her in wherever she is, or whenever she is i mean let's let's call it what it is like if anyone's played the prologue you obviously know the zelda's in the past as as we all kind of let's, talked about um can we just you and i give each other like a virtual high five because like we yeah. we fucking we like we 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 talked about that yeah we uh we we nailed it we nailed it uh so so yeah so uh zelda is is indeed in the past there is time travel but we weren't quite right in that I kind of thought that tra- time travel might factor into the gameplay where it doesn't look so far like that might be the case. But who? I've got a lot of game ahead of me, so who knows? Yeah, I agree. I, I From what I can tell, the last time we were talking about this time travel theory was in the last trailer where we were like, uh, maybe not so much time travel anymore, but something yeah. is separating Link and Zelda. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like looking back, like we were kind of right. So when the first when the gameplay video came out, I think we said time travel took a big hit, which I, I think it, it did, did. But yeah, but in in the story trailer, it was like I think time travels back on the trailer. So like both of those were right. Yes, but they, we just didn't know how or why. So um, and we still don't know the extent of no, how either. No, no, I've uh, I've got a few cutscenes under my belt i haven't got all of them me too me too so we'll see um so yeah and then uh that's that's basically how it ends you you just jump off and dude this leap i was like surely i'm gonna get the paraglider before i just like jump off this (laughs) island right nope just look for some water (laughs) i was i was just like listen i was like i know it's a video game I know, I know, but I was like, this guy would be so dead if he just, like, slammed it to water from, like, 16 miles up yeah. in the sky. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I cringed when Link hit the water. I was just like, oh, God. Like, oh. <laughs> so, um, my brother and I, we went off in different directions, and I went towards uh, where it tells you to go. And then he went off towards, like, the Dueling Peaks area, so he... he he kind of did this thing where he was like doing the dive and he kind of went the, like he tilted it so he could go yeah. in a different direction instead of just straight down to the water that is clearly beneath you. And he kind of got to the dueling peaks area and he was like, oh yeah, I got to dive into water. I don't have a paraglider. <laughs> and he came this close, this close to splatting on like a rock in the river. It was, it was a little like, oh, good Lord. But he made it. I, I did have one instance where I, uh, I just went like kaput. Like I, <laughs> I fell off something, or like my my stamina, or, like fell or something like that. I can't remember what, but like it was not a good landing at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a very very strong intro area, and then uh, kind of sets the tone, gets you used to the abilities, kind of gets you used to some of the new mechanics. Like like again, Ultra Hand is like the most important, I think, ability that you have by far. Um, mm-hmm. Really kind of shapes up 
what you do with the game, how you interact with the world, everything like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, a really, really strong opening area, and, and I think, like, a meaty one, too. Like I, like I said, I was up there for four hours at least. Yeah, it was very good. I loved... And listen, I've played the plateau like a bazillion times because I used to speedrun it. There are so many like spots too that are reminiscent on the Sky Island to the plateau. There's a spot where you can roll a rock down and kill the constructs just like you can with the Bogoblins on the plateau. There's a spot where the constructs are shooting arrows at the ground just messing around so that you can pick up a slew of arrows just like there's Bogoblins on the plateau doing it. There's these little things that I love that they were like, this is the plateau, it's just in the sky. And then it's just like, it was just really cool that they did that. And I, I'm I'm going to talk about this a lot over the coming weeks. They gave us the same, but somehow made it different, and they're getting away with it. And it's I I'm okay yeah. with that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that because I I agree. Like, so my brother-in-law, I saw I saw him for uh, for breakfast today. We had a little Mother's Day shindig. Shout out to your mm-hmm. mom, by the way. Al. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we were uh we were we were talking, and he's like, he he's not like a Zelda fan. Like he's 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 more so like Counter Strike, like that that kind of that kind of guy, right? So he's like, yeah, you know, like I, I saw some some streams of the game and it just kind of looks like more Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, you know, like you're not wrong. Like, it, yeah, it, it, like it kind of is like in a very yeah. in many ways, it's it's structured very similarly. Almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, I, I don't know. Like, again, it's like, OK, like I, I feel like I would have hated that. Um, But it's it's somehow it's working. It's working so yeah. far. It's kind of funny how we've been talking up to the up to the release of the game where we were like, it needs to stand out. It needs to be its own identity. It need, and we don't want it to do this, this, and this. And it still does this, this, and this, but in its own way. And it's yeah. really weird. I can't wait to talk about it more. Yeah, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I, like, if someone said to me, like, I, I'm not into Tears of the Kingdom because it's basically just more Breath of the Wild, I, I could probably listen to that argument and say, like, yeah, okay, okay well, you're not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But there is enough like fundamental differences with the world and how you interact with it. I think it's that. I think that's it. It's like it's how you interact with the world is vastly different. Yeah, yeah I can, I can agree with more. that. Yes. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this the next couple weeks. So next week we're going to talk about our initial impressions of the sky, the depths, and the surface. So I'm re- I'm really looking forward to that. I have a lot to say about that. Me too. And then, uh, like I said, uh, we'll you know we're going to run out some topics. We'll see. We'll see where we're going. Maybe one week we'll talk about the uh, the Rito side quest. The next week maybe the Gora. I I don't know. There's there's so much that we can like sink into that I'm I'm just, I'm really excited about. You know, as part of like the the challenge of a podcast is like figuring out what you're going to talk about every week. So like when you yeah. have a game like this that provides you with months and months and months of material, it's very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> so. especially in this one episode where we're both like, I want to talk about this, but it's a little too far yeah. from our topic today. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so there it is. Our initial impressions of, of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, having a blast, having a blast for sure. I've, it's, I'm playing yeah, it's so much fun. Well, I, I'm a, I gotta be on like 35 hours, I think so far. I want to say I'm at an even 30 cause I, I definitely played for like 12 hours, maybe 15 hours straight the last two days. So I think uh, it's not very healthy. So I, I don't I, think my body's reacting well to it. Oh uh, my God. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so I took I took Friday off. I was telling you before the show, my yeah. eyes had like so I got up at like eight and I started playing video. I went to bed at like two or two thirty. I got mm-hmm. up at eight, so I was playing. I had my glasses and I thought that would help me because I wore wearing glasses instead of my contacts. Yeah, it, it did not. So my eyes were like <laughs> like 
literally blood moon red. My my face was just like I big eyes. I looked like this ghoul of of the depths, and it was just like I was like, oh my god, I look just horrible. So I think I did sixteen hours on Friday. I think I did sixteen hours yesterday, and I think I did like I don't know four or five hours. Yes, sir, on uh, four or five hours on Friday or Thursday night. It's, it's been a lot. Did you warn? Did, I'm sure you did. Did you warn Sam about your? I told her I'm like you're not gonna have a husband this weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I so Thursday I cleaned my house. Like I I cleaned the crap out of my house because I yeah. was like I'm gonna do all my responsibilities now. You won't see me for the next like couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. So and, and both Sam and I were sick, so it made it even worse. Um, but I told her too. Yeah. Like, same here. I'm like tell your mom Happy Mother's Day for me because I'm not going to uh, to brunch. And that's where she was like, "Listen, you, you, you scoundrel! <laughs> you get, you you get your ass over to this house and eat some food." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the longest stretch that I've been without Tears of the Kingdom now for uh, since I got it. Right? Yeah, same here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling the withdrawals. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. We're gonna be back next week. We're talking about the surface, the depths, and the sky. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, the train's gonna keep going, baby. It's going all the way all summer long. Uh, all tears of the kingdom. So welcome to the new era of the Zelda cast where it is all about this, this new Zelda game. Uh, very excited. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it for us again. Uh, if you, if you are a first time listener to the Zelda cast, uh, we hope that you stick around and hang out with us and, and stick with us for the weeks to come. And also let's check out some of what we got going on in the back. Uh, we're gonna have a contest pretty soon, a giveaway of the game. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Matt, if you're playing this game, by the way, and you need tips or you need strategies, the interactive map is live on ZeldaDungeon.net. Our team has been working around the clock, putting in like insane hours into to making mm-hmm. this happen and, and being it, having it finished. So go check it out. Best interactive map on the internet for Tears of the Kingdom, bar none. Uh, so go and check that out. Uh, you can check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. We are at the ZeldaCast, and we are available wherever you get your podcast. Go like and subscribe. Check us out. We stream these episodes every week over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. Uh, come and say hi. You can see our beautiful mugs. Well, maybe not my beautiful mug after this weekend. It's pretty It's pretty gnarly, actually, after playing 35 hours of Zelda. Yeah, I, I did a lot of work to make mine beautiful, so. <laughs> yeah, well, not me. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us, friends. Uh, let's, uh, I, I almost can't wait for next week to talk about more Tears of the Kingdom. But yes. until then, everybody, take care, and we will see you back here next week. Bye, guys.